Where have you been all my life, this movie? I'm Sam. I feel like they tried to remake this, but it wasn't nearly as good? I'm Jackie. Believe it or not, Rush Hour came out an entire year after this was made. Just saying. I'm Justin. This is Drive on Secret Madness. <laughs> kind of pulled a Jackie there at the end. Uh, this is Secret Madness, uh, a podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers. I really hit that up. Like, after, what, almost eight years of doing this, I, like, a... That was a bad, uh, 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 you're supposed to be better at talking on the internet at this point, right? I mean, come on. How many years has it been now? I don't know. I think seven. I think we're on seven. We kind of lost count after uh, COVID because we stopped doing the uh, year in review shit. Yeah, that was the way to keep track of how long was the year. We haven't done that in two years. So it could be like eight or nine. I don't even know what pants I'm wearing. Actually, bing bong. Uh, hello. Uh, oh, really? Okay, uh, Wikipedia just said that we are actually the first podcast ever. We started the podcasting thing. I didn't I didn't know that. Huh. Fun fact. We're the first pod. Okay, well, started in uh, 1987. They need to probably pay. We People get on and donate. Clean that up. To, to Wikipedia? Yeah. <laughs> Who's writing their, this? Donald Trump? They're doing their donation drive. Give them five bucks. Yeah, that was that's what's in the documents. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, is the the top secret is that we're actually the what a week, what a fucking week, man! Holy shit! Is that shit. seriously on the Wikipedia page? That we're the oldest podcast in history? Of course not, Jackie. We don't even it's have the, a Wikipedia page. It's in the S. Yeah, it's in the SEI documents in Mar-a-Lago. Are we sure that somebody <sighs> didn't start one for us? I'm because they think sure, that yeah. we're so awesome. I'm very sure. Why don't you get on that? No, so, you gotta let somebody else do it, otherwise it's not real. No one loves us. We pay No it, one we, who donates or contributes to actual encyclopedias anyway. All right, how about our two elementary uh, aged children, Sam, get on that for us? <laughs> Stinker Madness is the best. Also, I like boogers yep. and chicken nuggets. Why can't they eat chicken in chicken form? <laughs> It's only edible to children as nuggets. It makes no sense. Anyways, you guys missed my uh, lead up to, uh, hey, wow, what a week. Sure. What a week. What happened? Uh, You guys didn't. Okay. All right. I paid attention to most of it. Like, important people died. Important people died. You know who we lost? I want to go through. uh, We don't usually do in memoriams, but... uh, this last couple of months has been a stinker madness. Uh, I don't. I don't know what you would call that. A like a what happens when a a plague? A travesty. Like a, yeah. Well, a travesty is more like when you wear pants that are backwards than say that it's high fashion. <laughs> and then a, you jump, <laughs> jump, jump. Yeah, right. Oh hey oh. Uh, obviously Anne Hache from our uh, volcano episode. Uh. I don't think that's it. Are right, we going to touch? Was she in Sahara? Wasn't she in Sahara? No. That was uh, the Goldie, Goldie Hawn's daughter. daughter. Oh, Neither okay, one of right, us right, know right. her name. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> don't know her name. 
Oliver Hudson is her brother's name because I like him. <laughs> uh, Kate, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Right. There you go. I almost said Jennifer uh, Hudson. Uh, Olivia Newton-John from Xanadu, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I noticed looking at images of her because we really gave her the business as far as being the uh, sex appeal in Xanadu. Right. She aged like wine. She was better looking when she was older. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think so, too. I also, uh, however, to re-go back to our Xanadu episode, I watched some, uh, somebody sent out like, oh, what a what a treasure that we lost from outtakes of Xanadu where her and Gene Kelly are ad-libbing dancing. And it's still like, dude, guys, no, I'm sorry. She's standing next to Gene Kelly. He's moving on air. And she looks like a like a like a pretty good prom queen. He's like, lending her air, and he's yeah. seventy. Yeah, like uh, okay, all right. Uh, Kluga Luger, did you know that Sam Kluga Luger died? Who's I that? I don't know that. Kluga Luger. His name is Kluga Luger. Uh, Jackie would know him from our uh, Return of the Living Dead episode. He was the. Uh, He's been in everything. I mean, he's been in like six episodes and never the main. So we never really talk about him. Uh, but he was the owner of the toxic waste plant that uh, the two future zombies call in. And he's trying to squelch the zombie apocalypse by also being a corporate greedy guy. Yeah, he's great. Uh, of course, Jimmy Kahn, not of Stinker Madness fame. Uh, but uh, Jimmy Kahn was in possibly a future episode of... Uh, Stay, uh, Secret Madness with Eraser. Sam always talks about. Yeah, Eraser. I always talk about that. that well, he didn't. He, he's been dead for a couple of weeks or three weeks, hasn't he? Yeah, I'm just. I'm just. You're just saying, listing you know. them all off. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Nichelle Nichols, oh, obviously. Nichelle's gonna was, get in there because she's the big one yeah. for me. I think. Yeah. Well, uh, from our Truck Turner episode, she was in that. Yeah. That was her big. Uh, God, she was great in that. Uh, and then Ray Liotta and Paul Servino. Paul Ray Servino was number in some two. Stickers. Yeah. Ray Liotta died? Yeah, Ray Liotta fucking died, died Jackie. Like six weeks ago. Yeah. Jesus. We bought his house from Goodfellas, and he's dead now. Uh-oh. <laughs> I really, so, the, right after Ray Liotta died, there was, like, a couple of days later, there was, like, some marginal interest to whatever he had been working on. Did mm -hmm. he at least get through his last project? And some asshole was like, oh, no, we got all of his shots done before he died. Like, oh, fuck you. Oh, shit. You actually want to be like, nope, we're going to have to, like, bring in CGI somebody. Him. And uh, <laughs> that's like the crow. His his uh, brother, his two brothers. So that when they're doing the car chase scenes and climbing on top of uh, jumping off of buildings and cars, it's, it's Ray Liotta's brother, Steve Liotta. They're going to bring in Al Pacino so that we realize how much we miss Ray Liotta already. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And also back in April, Sam, I don't know if you knew this, but Jimmy Wang, you died. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy huh. Wang, you. Uh, and Jimmy Wang, you is a great tie in to this movie that we're talking about this week, because I believe that the man from Hong Kong probably has more to do with this genre of film than any other movie of all time, including, obviously, Rush Hour, which came out after this movie, Beverly Hills Cop, uh, all those, hey, the guy from a different country comes to America to solve crime. That's the man from Hong Kong. Yeah. Here you go. Here you go, Jimmy Wang Yu. This is your legacy. 
you know, the director, Steve Wang, Jimmy Wang, you came up as the first, if you're interested in this. So they might have some sort of relation to each other. They're both from Taiwan. He, maybe he's like a, they're both from Taiwan. Maybe he's a dis- loose descendant or something, but okay. yeah. Jimmy Wang, you did come up as the first link on the bottom of the Wikipedia for Steve Wang, the director of this film. Hmm. Uh, it could just be racism, but you know, could I mean, be like the algorithms. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the movie this week is Drive from 1997, starring Mark Dacascus and Kadeem Harrison from that one TV show that was a spinoff of the Cosby show, I think. Another World. Yeah. Uh, was it? Hey, okay, so check this out. Wasn't Lisa Bonet in Another World? Yeah, isn't he her, the she marries him, moves out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Lisa Bonet was the person that Jackie was talking about last week that was married to Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. It's all no, related. She said, oh my <laughs> God. She, be, he, she wasn't married. Okay. Lisa Bonet was married to it Lenny was, Kravitz. Yeah, and they, that's where Zoe Kravitz came from. Exactly. And then she's like, screw you, Lenny. I'm bigger than this. <laughs> that's not what happened at all. But then she's like, by the way, Jason Momoa. Right, 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 right. Yeah, Jason. Okay, Jason Momoa. That's where it all. Okay, we've, we've now, you're wrong, idiot. Are we out of being your wrong idiot? Nice. Well, I thought we nailed her pretty hard for Colin Tyson, the husband, last week. Yeah, I don't know where Mike Tyson and Robin Givens come into the picture, but uh, whatever. And whatever. Halle Berry isn't related in any way. Sam, tell us about Drive. Well, as I said, Steve Wang was the director. He's more known as a makeup artist and an artist of miniatures. In fact, if you go to the Blizzard headquarters in France... Like Blizzard... Yes, Blizzard video games. And he didn't actually, like, I don't think he was even commissioned for this. Like, he just fucking made a Sarah Kerrigan that was badass, and they're like, we're putting that in the lobby. Who did this? The director of the film that we watched today. Steve Wang... Steve Wang's a makeup artist and a miniature artist. Kerrigan... From StarCraft. Yes. Well, that ha! would lead me. He what? I no, he didn't model. Ha! He just made a fan model of her because oh, okay. he likes StarCraft. Right. But oh, it was okay. so that, good. They're like more boss. Well, also you're a Hollywood artist and that's fucking lobby art to the max. Here's however many grand, probably like 50. And yeah. then they put it in there. Um, right. Koichi Sakamoto is the stunt coordinator for this film. Okay. Because this is done on Hollywood Rules in Burbank, even though it's direct-to-video, what I'm going to tell you here is there's blurred lines of responsibilities. And who's doing what isn't always clear-cut. Because these two guys are the guys that basically are the brunt force behind the Power Rangers franchise. That's what they do next. Oh. And you can get a lot of it here because there's a lot of really good miniature work in a movie that shouldn't be able to fucking afford miniatures. I was very surprised by the amount of miniatures in this movie. Yeah. I was was surprised by a lot of stuff, but. Yeah. The. uh, You can just you see two guys and there's more than two guys. There's like a whole band of these. guys. I, I can't accuse every one of them of going on, but it seems like this is the team that. Somebody immediately goes, you guys are the guys. If you guys can do that for this much money, what can you do for this? And they're like, I don't know, 30 years of fucking television and movies. <laughs> so then they can do things like make Sarah Kerrigan fan art on a whim because they're fucking rich. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? And, you know, 3- you can 3D printer. <laughs> accuse the uh, Power Rangers of not having great martial arts. But why would it? You, you think that it's they're probably... Show. 
they probably shoot a whole season of martial arts fights for one series of Power Rangers in a couple of days. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. These guys work fast. Uh, and and and, when he, and so why that matters is the cost, right? So, like, yes. think about how much the fight choreography in this cost. Half the goddamn budget? Because it's half the goddamn movie, It's half right? the damn movie, and it probably didn't cost that much because these guys all know each other. And That's apparently, true. Mark Dacascos can learn Capoeira in, like, fucking six weeks or some shit because he won his first karate championship when he was fucking seven! I'm sorry, what can he learn in six That weeks? Brazilian, remember the uh, Only the Strong we talked about? I'm going to try to lean on the fact that I did a pretty big Mark Dacascos on the show already. And they made the movie For about the Brazilian martial art, Capoeira. I can never say it right. I don't right. know how it's pronounced. Look at the spelling and tell me. Like, okay, I, is there any <laughs> phonetics on this? Um, but, can I get a hand here? <laughs> yeah, they made a movie showcasing that uh martial art in a film and they got to Costco's because he's handsome and fast and super athletic and he could learn it faster mm -hmm. than anyone could learn it because you know his dad has his own Al de Costco's has his own martial art that is not a static martial art it's always changing always evolving it adds new things and it was born of like four other martial arts and kung fu and a screama so and he was, like, so good at it that Mark Dacascos, like, was on the gymnastics team in college. He's very athletic. And he, is showcased in this film. He makes sure that that camera is looking at those pearly whites every time he lands off of a goddamn aerial. And they're like, well, I wonder if they're doing... No, they're not doing... What. Holy shit, this guy can just fucking flip around goddamn everything. <laughs> and he won his first karate championship when he was seven, so he could probably yeah. beat some ass, too. Also, yeah. he sings, Suck it, and uh, apparently because he's on the goddamn Food Network for like 10 years, he cooks, too. So, uh, yeah. Wow. What doesn't I, he do? I, I've always made so fun is, of... Does he have a, a partner? Is he married? Yeah. Is he available? No. He's uh, been, hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> she's, and I looked her up, um, she's like a good-looking, oh. she's a good-looking Nicole Kidman. Oh, oh, take that, Nicole Kidman. Oh, how? I don't know Holy. about that. Keith Urban or whatever that guy's name is. Well, I'm no Mark Dacascos. So she's double yeah, good looking? Keith Urban she's is She's super a... good looking. Wow. Dan. <laughs> All right. He's the man that women want to be with and men want to be him. Yeah. Mark Dacascos. Because um, I want to be him. <laughs> yeah. Fuck he's you, she's so fucking athletic. It's ridiculous. He's... And charming. Yeah. And he sings I mean, double, and cooks. What's the double dragon? I like I was about to say. I've always thrown him under the bus because of Double Dragon. I love that movie, but man, what an underdeveloped talent! Until I saw this, and I was like, Mark Dacascos is awesome. Suck it, Don the Dragon Wilson. Oh yeah, no, he's got he's got enough stuff out there that showcases that he was the dude. He was he so was much totally the, dude the dude that they were like, oh fuck, we can't do John Wick three unless we bring in Dacascos. Yeah, I mean, eh, I, I, I'll, I'll save it for the end. But man, I got some things to say about this shit. Um, the version that we watched was the U.S. release. And I can tell okay. you that I was pieced together. I was able to piece that together by uh, there's four scenes in the original cut that we didn't get. And the other 
great difference is that in the original version, there's not wall-to-wall shitty music. Oh, oh, oh come on. Oh, oh, I thought the music oh, was... Oh, <laughs> oh what? no, Sam. Oh, no. Them's fighting words. You know, I thought the music just, really added something to this film. I thought it was perfect for the film. I It added this comedic tone to everything. It was great. I think the music is probably one of the best parts of this movie. It is so corny yeah. and super cheesy. And you got to put travel back in time to 1997, Sam, the late 90s, early 2000s of martial arts action films that we watch that are straight to video, especially. And think about the fucking music that is in those uh, specifically like, uh, Oh, I can't name an example, but like it's all like with those like jump cuts and like title cards coming at you. And it's all but the every single piece of music in this film was perfectly placed. And without it, it would not be the same movie. I am with Jackie. Ten out of ten on the music. It's all crap. Yeah, but it has to exist in this film. Otherwise, it would just be another one of those late '90s pieces of shit. Who, who's to say? When I get a hold of the other version of the film, I'll let you know. Um, who's to say? I'm to say. <laughs> well, it could be special in its own way, right? But yes, the film was re-edited around the music too, so okay. it's All it's right. a minute different, and it involved twenty minutes, twenty full minutes of shuffling things around to mm-hmm. get this to be the thing that you like the best. Um, <laughs> The sound edit supervisor on this film in the credits <laughs> did not do a good job. Yeah. Is Les Claypool. supervisor? No Les shit. Les Claypool did not work on this film. That's a credits for the DVD or the VHS release in the U.S. where everybody's like everybody that did the music because there's two different people that do actual score on each version, and then there's different songs, and everybody went. No, thank you. I don't want to get credit. And they're like, I like Les Claypool. And I guess he didn't notice. (laughs) I guess he didn't notice. Or did you do it, Les? Let me know. Also, the sturgeon are starting to bite up here. Hang out. (laughs) Les Claypool from the band Primus Primus, for people who are not named Sam or from the 90s. involved at any level of this movie. It's just not possible. Or if there's some other guy named Les Claypool, you're like... Oh, I'm just the other one. Sorry. <laughs> okay, but here's here's a thought for you, Sam. When they're leaving the wife's house and they have kind of this, Jesse was a race car driver, 29 years old. Yeah. You know that song? Okay, so they have a song that's Jesse very similar to that. Jesse was a race car driver. Jesse. Yes, Jesse. whoever that was. That's the version done by Les, the other Les Claypool. <laughs> the, yeah, the other Les, Les Claypool did that one. <laughs> yeah, so they have a song that sounds... Pretty similar to that in the drive-away scene. Huh. And I, it was I didn't one of notice. the ones that I was like, is that Primus? Did they sneak in a Primus song? The the baseline to Jesse was a race car driver is just doom 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 forever. Because the other Les Claypool's not a very good bass player. The last really interesting thing I found about this is that Scott Phillips, who wrote this, um, They shot the Walter the Einstein Frog, the very uh, Verhoeven-esque television show that was just like, what? 
Right. So before they started fr- principal photography, they shot two like minute and a half to two minute episodes of this so they could use about whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. And you can see the Power Rangers. You can still find uh, Walter the Einstein Frog stickers for sale on the internet. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Bring yeah. it back. I want a t-shirt of Einstein, Walter the Einstein Frog. Yeah, the I guess when they were shooting it or whatever, um, there was the people that played... Uh, the actors, there was one prominent actor, I can't remember his name, but he ended up being like, can I keep this frog? And the frog's still at his house. He's got like a movie prop collection. But the other guy was a uh, sort of famed writer, uh, Nathan Long, or not mm-hmm. famed, but at least well-known at that time in that scene. And Scott Phillips, who wrote it, is there while they're shooting this ridiculous nonsense and... He's reading the script that he's about to have to deliver lines for in like 10 minutes. And he's like, who wrote this shit? And uh, Scott Phillips like says that he goes, hi, I'm reading this is from Scott Phillips's blog. He's like, so I just kind of sheepishly raised my hand and gave him a little wave. We've been friends ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. God, what a what a great like everything surrounding this film and the film itself. This is. And I'm not tying in frogs in any ways, but there's a lot of hell comes to frog town in this film and outside of this film. You know what I mean? Yeah. The movie has, it's got a super talented principal effects artist, a super talented stunt coordinator and an impossibly athletic star as its wings. And the rest of it gets the fuck out of the way. Right, right. Except for one thing. Brittany goddamn Murphy, who is like, no, gentlemen, when let she, me show you what I can do. When she starts mesqui- machine gun splooshing her panties, I think it starts to work again. <laughs> but she was tough oh, on the first couple. Like, Oh, ooh. man, I loved her. Every single say this is at 100%. Well, obviously, this is 100% my favorite role for everybody in this goddamn movie. Uh, but man, I was on board with her. That lady is batshit. She's immediately. Nuts. She it is was fucking nuts. nuts. And and like, I, I would also like to know how much of this movie was just ad libbed because obviously, Dukaskas is charming. He's got a food show. You don't have to be a good cook to be a food show you just have to be charming or a total asshole but also kind of charming at the same time uh and then kadeem hardison uh i think he was actually super talented and just got like pigeonholed based off of that different world shit uh and then britney murphy obviously had somewhat success and i think that this is just her opening up and saying i'm actually like this I'm just ad-libbing most of this shit. Yeah, I think I, when you're that, moving when you're moving this fast to make yeah. a movie and it's all around stunts, you just you let the players play. And she was yeah. uh, on full blast. Everybody played. Everybody fucking played. Even the guy that played Kid Rock, he fucking played. And I've that never guy's seen him awesome. in anything. Actually, that guy no. was awesome. That guy's awesome in everything. Um, that's John Piper Ferguson. He's a Canadian actor. He's in. A, okay. He's a bit of a chameleon. You've probably seen him a hundred times and never known it was him. 
He's right? a very, very good actor. The guy that and plays Bob I, in Batman 1989. Uh, yeah, Tracy Walter. Tracy Walter, he's in a bunch of shit. He was also a blast in this movie. Uh, a little underdeveloped. I could have had a little bit more Tracy Walter to be because he's got yeah. he's got some chops that can be done here and there. He's a he bit of a had shitty the, Dick Miller. He definitely had the Doc Holiday uh, by Val Kilmer mixed with Count Chocula. Oh, you're back to Kid Rock. Yeah, I'm talking about Kid Rock's was- right hand man, which is Bob from 1989's Batman. He's Hedgehog in this movie, which is a good name. Yeah. Oh, that is a good name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, speaking of awesome names, uh, Brittany Murphy's character's name is Deliverance Bodine. Wow. <laughs> no wonder she's bad shit. Who names their yeah. kid Deliverance? <laughs> well, she's like running a the Shining Hotel of Mojave Desert. So right. It works. Actually, it seems like a pretty nice place. <laughs> it's super oh, yeah, nice. The shiny. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Why is it there? Yeah, exactly. Good point. What's that? Uh, what's that hotel called, Jackie? In uh, the Shining, the- you've been there. Oh, the one that's up in Estes Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've been there. It's. Oh. Um, I thought you went to Estes Park. I've been to Estes Park. Yeah, but several you didn't times. go to the hotel in from. I could. You could see it from the road, dude. But you, you don't need to go up there. You kind of do, you actually. You kind of do. Why the fuck the would time, you do it? I didn't go up there. Why wouldn't you go up there? I don't know. I just didn't. Did you think it was actually like haunted by Jack Nicholson? <laughs> she thought Mike Tyson was in there. <laughs> <laughs> He's in there somewhere. If I go through those hallways, I'll see two Robin Givens. All right. Uh, are we uh, ready to dive into this, Sam? I believe so. Okay, Jackie, any final thoughts that you want to get before we get to the synopsis? I also love that Brittany Murphy's character was wearing uh, an old lady sweater. An old lady sweater? Because, you know, a bit of mom jeans. A bit of mom jeans. Yeah. It wasn't a bit of mom jeans. My mom had that same outfit when I was growing up. There you go. It it added to the crazy 100%. Oh, man. I, I thought, oh, she was fantastic. I'm not a big Brittany Murphy fan. Uh, I think Clueless is a really well-written movie. I could take it or leave the acting in it. Uh, name one other thing that you like Brittany Murphy in. I believe I liked the movie Spun, but I could never watch it more than once. Never even saw it. I just... She was in a bunch... Wasn't she in uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, the sequel? Remember Something? nothing about that movie. Yeah. Right. Not the sequel, but the uh, remake. Just like her career is, and and like she died from mold and all that, but like it's tragic and everything. But her career really wasn't great. Her trajectory, and this is like maybe there was more there than we should have got because this well, is Nick Cage hammy scenery chewing that she's doing. And here's the deal with Brittany Murphy is I think that the reason that we didn't get a Nick Cage out of her right was that her marriage to that dude. Mm-hmm. He completely controlled her and isolated her from the rest of the world. And he would not let her speak to other people. He kept her in that mansion. And then um, killed her with mold so badly that he killed himself with mold because yeah. he too much <laughs> yep. mold. And he banged her mom, I guess. It's Whoa. weird. Wow. Yeah, dude. If you haven't watched that documentary, it it is um, like, wow, what the fuck? Yeah. And he invested all of her money into fake diamonds. Bitcoin. 
and Brit the real money disappearing. Coin? Hey, Britcoin? Anybody? TM? No? No, you don't like... Okay. Untm'd. I, I DTM'd it. Just like you can just say, these documents are declassified. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's do this. Enough with me. Uh, all right. So the movie starts out with, oh my God, damn it. How are we even going to fucking do this shit? We haven't done a movie like this in a long fucking time where it's like everything we are going to say about this movie is going to make it sound less awesome. Right? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to try my best, though, to... I'll just say, in the opening scene, the point where my my jaw drops and I go, what the fuck are we watching, is at the end of the first fight scene, when he flips onto his side, like, somersaults his body around three times in a row and then falls off the edge of the boat. Yeah. He's like a, a cartoon gymnast, character. As Sam declared, apparently. Yeah, he's, he's a, a karate champion. He knows... Like ten different styles, and was on the college gymnastics team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I was impressed by the fighting, but then that happened, and I was like, "Oh my fucking god! I am in for a ride. I am ready for this. Let's do it!" All right, well, the <laughs> ride starts that Jackie has already uh, gotten onto, and she's she's like five cars up while Sam and I are still going uphill. Starts out at the docks. There's a shipment coming in. Uh, there's guys with guns everywhere. They seem to be Yakuza, but they're not. I think they're the triad. Okay, the triads. Aren't the triads? And everybody's, everybody's on a smoke break. Everybody's yeah, it, on a smoke well, break. I mean, to be racist, they're Asian. That's, you know. Their thing, you know, they like smoking. Good for them. Fine American tobacco built this country. We should keep selling it. Uh, yeah, more tobacco. Uh, put the tea in the ocean. <laughs> Revolution. <laughs> All right. So uh, there, it seems like another one of those scenes where Dukaskis is sneaking around like he's going to be an undercover cop and he's about to take this whole triad shit down. Like, oh, your tactics are too tough, Dukaskis. But actually, I think Dukaskis is the shipment. He's right? not. He's he's a stowaway. This all makes sense ex post facto, but as you're watching it, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? He's escaping. Okay, he's he's on the run. Okay, so he's escaping. Kid Rock shows up. I don't know what this character's actual name is, but he's just I'm gonna call him Kid Rock for the rest of the movie. Sure. Uh he shows up and he's like, You got a stowaway on that boat. We're here to take care of it for you. They bring in guys with guns, even though there's already guys with guns on the boat. I don't know if they're related at all, but Dacascus jumps up. And it, like he has flying powers, he just flies onto this crate, lands up on top of it, and s they spot him. And he's like, "Huh." And then some things are said in, I'm assuming Chinese or Mandarin, whichever. And did you you watch this on Tubi, right, Sam? Yes. So you didn't know what the fuck they said either. Nope. Okay. All right. Maybe we should do a segment here called What Do You Think the Conversation Was About? What do you think the conversation was about? <laughs> Jackie, go! <laughs> what the hell are you doing on my boat? I am here because there is a stowaway on your boat. Fuck you, dude. Get off my fucking boat. Oh, yeah? 
Do you see that foot over there? He's there. I fucking told you so, you douchebag. Now your guys have to go get him first because my guys aren't going to get the shit kicked out of him. You're not going to kick the shit out of my guys. Get him, Frank. And then the fight starts. Okay. Sam? I think you're talking about when the one triad guy starts talking to him. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They speak in Mandarin. Or right. can't I'm I don't I'm guessing Mandarin. I don't know. Um Well, because ex post facto, you know that they used to work for the same guy. And he's just like they're like, You're never gonna get away. We're always gonna find you. And I think it was you that did this to my face. Because <laughs> he pulls off a mask and his face is all fucked up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I, so that's what I'm assuming is like, yeah, you did this to my face. Now I'm going to get you. Also, you're never going to get away. You can never get out of the triad or something like that. And then you're very puzzled because rather than just killing him, they start shooting at his feet. They like like the old cowboy thing, like dance, shoot at the ground. So he starts dancing and then all of a sudden he starts moonwalking and kicks the spittoon over. And uh, you're like, why are they shooting at his feet? Just he's right there. Shoot him in the face if that's what you want. Okay, so I was confused about which conversation we were talking about. Yeah, obviously. It was the one that wasn't in English. <laughs> <laughs> Zap. <laughs> okay. Yeah, with the scary face guy. Yeah, yeah that's the one. And I think that the scary face guy's like, I'm going to tell mom that you're out on the boat again. How many times have we told you that you can't leave the lab? You've got that special thing in you. Now I'm going to have to tell mom that you Spoiler. snuck away again. And he's like, fuck you. Look at what I did to your fucking face. He's like, yeah, look at what you did to my face. And mom's still pissed at you. I'm going to take this foot and kick you on that side of your face. Like I did with this foot on that side of your face. So now you're going to be symmetrical and in pain. Should, I vote for you should Sam. be writing one-liners for schwas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he then he, the fights are just nuts. We can't even fucking describe them. The choreography in this is so fucking awesome. It's uh, and, crazy and does, how fast he moves. And yeah. it, it just looks effortless. Dacascus is extremely athletic. This is a exhibition in athleticism, yeah. for sure. I will say that they there's... Because it's the Power Rangers, guys. They may be speeding some of this up. They might be speeding some of it up, but Even still. Even if they're speeding it up, yeah. he leaves the ground and comes back to the ground in areas where you see that they cannot have wire work. He is yeah. supremely athletic. Yeah, it's it's a showcase. Like, it is a goddamn showcase. All right, so he, he spin dives off the boat and gets away. Uh, at a bar... There's Kadeem Hardison, our character. Uh, his name is Malik. He seems to be an unemployed uh, aspiring musician, I'm guessing. He's in the middle of writing Nightman the first time. <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. Uh, and uh, in walks our guy Wong, Toby Wong. That's uh, Dacostas' character's name. And sits down next to Malik. Malik is like, hey, what do you think about this song? But then in walks goddamn Kid Rock and his group of guys. You, you can't gloss over the fact that in any Hollywood movie, you just order a beer, right? But right. I'm going to let that slide because that's just common play. He orders a beer and the bartender gives him half of a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your six ounce. So... <laughs> 
Kid Rock and his team come in. They start shooting up the fucking place. Uh, Malik gets grabbed and chucked. I I mean, in like, oh, God, I can't describe this shit. There is not words. Hemingway couldn't put this pen to paper. But like, when he throws Malik to save his life, it's hilarious, but also a really great stunt. Yeah. Like, just on and on and on and on. So he chucks Malik, saves his life, and then just proceeds to start kicking ass jumping on pool tables, swinging off chandeliers. They're like, shoot his legs. And you're like, again, shoot him in the face. And he's like, I'll shoot you in the face, blah, blah, blah. I know there's a pad on the other side of the bar when he Superman's over, but it doesn't matter. He high Mm -hmm. jumps. He just like flies. When he does his little jumps, it's like, it's still a long way down, but you're doing it effortlessly. Yeah, right. And then, like, prop usage as well, like kicking bar stools, picking up tables, uh, using them as bulletproof shields. It's a, just a bar table. That's not going to work. I but. feel like they got their guns from Cobra. <laughs> Sights are way off. Some of them are shooting blanks. Lethal at and five feet, but they won't go through a table. It beats the shit out of all of them. It just beats the shit out of them. And then Kid Rock grabs Malik. And it's like, I'm going to shoot him. They have a little standoff for a minute. The cops arrive. And then Wong grabs Malik and uses him as a hostage and gets away from the cops, goes out the back door, jumps in Malik's car and says, drive, son of a bitch, or I'll shoot you. You are totally glossing over that uh, Kid Rock is on the ground blubbering about how he has a kid and why. He's a good actor. And I'm like, wow, he turned the page quick. He must have been in this situation multiple times. Oh, yeah, he knows what to do. He's a good, he's a good, uh, he's not a henchman. He's, he's like an assassin. A, they say yeah, that later assassin. in the movie. Yeah. And that's why yeah. he's really pissed about having to do this. He's like, you've hired a guy that's really good at killing people and never getting seen to capture someone. Uh-huh. That's a boss problem. <laughs> Management. <laughs> All right, so Wong takes him hostage, and uh, they uh, get in his uh, Charger. Or, no, it's not his Charger, his Challenger. He's got a pretty sweet Challenger. Yeah. But it immediately gets wrecked because he's like, go faster. And he's like, I can't without crashing in a car. So he crashes up his car. And it's kind of a uh, bummer immediately. Kind of not. I okay. feel like I was paying attention to this, and you only saw the good side of the car. And then it crashes and they stick some ah, shit to it. I think that oh, thing was already pretty dinged up. Oh, hey, all right. All right. Getting some miles out of some uh, like questionable it. assets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Well, good call because it's also my my thing is, and we'll just go ahead and address this now, which is everybody is on the internet. Like if you read reviews on this, uh, there's not a lot of driving in the movie that's called Drive. And so you think when they get into the Challenger, Oh, here we go. This is going to be a fucking car chase movie. Totally not a car chase movie. Yeah, and if you if it was, it was like I was like I I hope this isn't a car chase movie because and I write these notes down all the time throughout this film. I'm like, oh god damn it, don't stay in the car because of what happened outside of the car. Right. Unless he's jumping from semi to semi, this thing isn't going to hold its steam uh-huh. if they get in the car and then they're driving. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, the name will make sense soon, though. Kind of. Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. It's a play um, on words. <clears throat> yeah, it's a play on words. 
I like that <laughs> Kadeem Hardison, uh, Malik is like nervous, lights up a smoke, doesn't get to because Wong is like, don't smoke in your car. And he's like, it's my car. And he's like, I will shoot you in the face if you light up that cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's a total square. It's bad for you, just like bullets. Mm-hmm. Which do you want? If you want to kill yourself now or later, Buster. <laughs> you may not smoke in my presence. <laughs> in in your hijacked car hostage. He's like, you know you're in Southern California, right? My secondhand smoke is cleaner than the smog you're breathing <laughs> right fucking now. Right. And he says, go to L.A. We're going to L.A. All right. So then we get introduced to Mr. Lau. Kid Rock calls in via the bat phone. Uh, I don't. Did we? Did they have those in 1997? Video I don't know. Screens? Okay. So, I mean, it this says is Samson on it. They, they don't have cyborg men yet either. True. True. Yeah. So yeah. give them the video phone. Okay. All right. All right. And we learn and about. Oh, we automatically go. start this uh, relationship between Kid Rock and the guy who answers the satellite phone oh because he's God. like English. You can obviously see me English. Yeah, wow. And at first you're like, what a dick. But then as we <laughs> progress through the movie, it's just like, you can see my fucking ugly face and you know I can't speak Chinese. Just speak English. Jackass. And we he- learn that he's trying to find, Lou is trying to find an object. And that's Kid Rock's job is to find this object. We don't know what the object is yet. Well, Except we find for- out like in the next scene, right? Right. Where they kind talk of. about it. And he's like, you ever heard of a biometric drive? He's like, nope. He's like, that's what I've well, got no. in my chest. The next scene is when they get pulled over by the police. That's right. And then they go to the quarry. Okay, okay. And then after they escape, he's like, you don't have no fucking gun. I'm not scared of you well, anymore. We gotta talk. Okay, you so tell me. They get, they, get, they get pulled over and immediately DeCostos is like, these aren't real cops. These are dirty cops. And uh, they take him to a quarry. Hold then- on, hold on. We gotta go back even further than that. The cops re- leak look in the window and Hardison's like, uh, yeah, here's my license and ID. And they go to Dacascus. What's your name? My name is Samo Hung. Yeah. Hello. Hey, maybe that was an ad lib. Maybe Dacascus is like, who am I going to shout out? Shout out the right man. Samo. Fucking a man. We didn't lose Samo this year. He's still alive. Thank God. Check that. (laughs) Jimmy Wang, you goes before Samo, huh? Yeah, exactly. Something to be said about those cheeseburgers. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> I you could be as fat as he want. He was still so. Ath- Speaking of athleticism, it was like everybody makes fun of Sam because he was fat, but he could like do ten back handsprings in a row at that weight. Like he's in good shape. He's just big he's around. He's okay. in great fucking shape. He's just NFL <laughs> linemen are faster than you, and that guy's in good shape. Guy doesn't have bloody as Valvoline. <laughs> All, right. <clears throat> All right. So, yeah, that's where we're at. They're get, they get taken to this quarry. They're not real cops. They get chained together on this weird handcuff thing, even though they were actually handcuffed before that. They're handcuffed to themselves. But yeah. this is a ploy by uh, your Kid Rock fellow to basically hamper. My Kid Rock fellow? I, his name's Vic Madison. Vic. Okay. Uh, anyway. And I feel like, feel like calling him Kid Rock isn't fair to him. He eventually de-Kid Rocks. 
Yeah. He's more capable at the beginning. Yeah. His job, I think. Yeah. Anyway, so they, he tethers the other guy to him, basically with a cable to slow him down. Oh, okay. And this is where I'm like, okay, it's obviously not going to be in the car the whole time, but don't make this whole, the rest of this movie, a potato sack race. Mm -hmm. Cause that would suck. Yeah, what's that uh, with uh, the Baldwin and, uh, oh, God, where they're handcuffed together? It's called Run, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. That movie sucks. Midnight Run? No, that's a different one. Yeah, God, isn't that a Wayans brother? It's a Baldwin and a Wayans. No, it's Fishburne and Stephen Baldwin. It's Larry Fishburne and Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, that movie sucks. So, yeah, yeah. Again, this movie is like, I can't hold the steam. It's going to be something stupid to keep it from being awesome because we haven't watched it yet. No, again. Thank God. And it's almost like they're basically going, yeah, that would be bullshit. And we're not going (laughs) to do that because it's bullshit. (laughs) In your face, Larry Fishburne. It wasn't wasn't Larry's idea. (laughs) <laughs> you just took the check, right? Oh, okay. It was Cowboy Curtis's idea. It's <laughs> like, okay, I'll I'll do the potato sack race movie. How much? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Wait, Stephen Baldwin? Double my fee. <laughs> they did it? God damn it! Potato Gotta sack. Gotta do the movie. <laughs> potato sack movie. Gotta call my wife and tell her I'm doing a potato sack race with Stephen Baldwin. It's not a talk to me for a week. It's a, it's a major genre of film. The Potato Sack Race movie. When you, when you come to your agent, he's like, oh, I've got the script for you. And you're like, a potato sack race. This is a fucking potato sack race. I want nothing to do with this. I was in the it's King too of New late York. in your career. Who do you think you are? You don't get to be choosy anymore. I was in Apocalypse Now. Potato Sack Race movie. <laughs> Corman said you'll never work in this town again but I brought you back <laughs> and you will take this potato sack race movie <laughs> or you're done <laughs> okay uh, alright so they kick a bunch of ass at this quarry <laughs> they, yeah, he, just, he uses uh, Malik as a weapon rather than a tethered a ball and chain. He's yep. like, oh, if you've attached this ball and chain, you've given me a weapon. He's using him as an instrument to hit other people with. He is. <laughs> it's fantastic. And like, can he, God bless him. Kadeem Hardison, like, we needed more of him because he's hilarious. While his head is getting used as a blunt object against other heads, he gets yeah. like... His reactions are fantastic about it. Yeah, he's great. Uh, My note here is, at this point, I want to stop taking notes and just enjoy this goddamn movie. This was hard to do a podcast on because, especially going in blind, I just was like, no, no, I don't want to write anymore. I'm looking at the paper rather than watching what is happening on screen. It's coming at me too fast. I got a good one that I did write down here. When they get upstairs in the little mechanical systems of the conveyor area Mm -hmm. of the quarry Mm -hmm. and uh, Madison ends up kind of cornering him and then he grabs Madison's arm with the gun 
And it's sort of like when you grab somebody's hand and you start punching him in the face. You're stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Right. He right, just right. grabs him by the arm. And he's like, "Stop shooting your own men. Where are you shooting your own men?" Because he like shoots all of his men using his hand. It's awesome. Uh, okay, so they zip line away. They get back to the Challenger. Uh, <laughs> fucking Vic. Uh, we'll call him Vic. Vic Rock. Uh, he, there you uh, go. He. Uh, Catches up to him, blasts the side of the challenger, and then, oh my god, he's just winning me over because he throws his, or he shoots his gun into the ground on accident, and he's like, fuck! Fuck! (laughs) Shit! God damn it! Hilarious. I I really like that part because I don't think that that was supposed to be in the film. I think he accidentally shot again and scared the shit out of himself because that's (laughs) what it looked like. Yeah. As high as he jumped, it was like, oh, fuck! (laughs) <laughs> that's hilarious it's a partial jam it's like god damn these things are dangerous yes blanks are super dangerous yes blanks are super dangerous be careful all right uh so on the way down we learn well, this is where the plot of the movie is revealed wong is a bionic man because he's carrying a drive he's got tony stark's heart i think i don't know he's got a biometric drive so he's basically got a super pump for a heart okay which makes him be able to do karate really well uh it basically makes his heart have like an overdrive where we would like have a heart attack from over like heart exploding from running like a horse or whatever he doesn't have that problem now, and he gets to, like, pump adrenaline through his body freely. Ah, so this is that Jason Statham movie. I think so. They they What's did that? that again, and they called it Crank. Crank, 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 right, right. Uh, have you guys noticed that there's a theme evolving with this movie? Like, after this movie comes out, there are so many, like, spinoffs of things that happen within this uh, movie. The, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Fight scene in the garage in the transporter right. is an homage to the fight scene in the garage in this yeah, movie. No, it's it's ridiculous. Um, okay, so he was, this drive was built in China after something to do with the Chinese taking back over Hong Kong. Hello, rush hour. Um, and... He escaped because there's a lab in L.A. that if he can get to, they will take the drive out and give him $5 million for this super high-tech prototype, right? Yep. And then the U.S. can then put that prototype in our troops and we can uh, take over the world, I'm assuming. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sell it back to the Chinese. <laughs> like we just did with those batteries that would have saved five the Earth. Point Two million. <laughs> we made two hundred thousand dollars. We're gonna sell that back to him. No, fucking give it to him. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck the world. <laughs> uh, so he's got to get to LA. That's that's the plot. Um, I think. Am I yeah, missing he's just got to make it to LA and get some cash. Why'd they give it to him? What do they give? Why'd they give what to him? The proto, like, why they put he it was in a, this guy he was who wants to escape and go to America number and one it for $5 million. No, he worked for the, and you get sprinkled dialogue of this, the beginning scene where the guy takes off his mask and his face is all fucked up. Makes sense, yeah. ex post facto. Vic and him are talking. Vic's always mentioning, like, that son of a bitch, oh, you would have fucked me over even if you wouldn't have turned sides on us. They put it in him because he was their number one guy, and he's decided that they're bullshit now. Hmm. 
He was their tracker. Vic was their killer. They don't have a tracker now. So they've got Vic on him, and it's like, well, that's not going to work. These guys are bullshit, so I'll sell it to these L.A. lab guys who just hang out in dive bars uh, and get five million. It seems like you would have to be pretty, like, you're the number one guy in all of China, and you're probably going to make more than five million dollars being the number one guy. There's a little bit of that, um, because he mentions movies and this and that and there is the hong kong aspect that maybe that's what it is is that he's like i'm not yeah he's not for Chinese, he's hong the communism kong. i'm yeah. i'm getting this out of hong kong man i wonder where the world would be if that hadn't happened if the british had actually been like you know what we'll keep it maybe we'd be all better off i don't know i don't know i looked at the numbers and it seems like everybody in hong kong overwhelmingly likes it better now Oh, Crime okay. is, like, way less. Except for all those, like, when they almost burned the whole goddamn city down in protest, Sam. That was a long time know. ago. This is that more recent. That was last year, you oh. jackass. All right. <laughs> I, I don't was... know if you're watching the news about Hong Kong, but uh, it doesn't seem like they like it. There's uh seems to be a revolution happening, and they don't have the manpower to take over the entire Chinese government and say, no, we're an independent nation. I mean, Taiwan, my God, where you been? Get some, get some Google news or. Well, no, I, I was reading. Yeah, with, that's even. what I was reading when it was <laughs> happening. And it was like, oh, for the most part, these polls, maybe they're cooked books on the Chinese site. I don't know. That's the thing that happens. Yeah. Mm. But it was still like overwhelmingly 80 some odd percent. were like, no, we like it better. It was like 80. That doesn't make sense because there was like 5 million people in the streets. Do you know how many fucking that- people live in Hong Kong? Like. 10 million. No, way more than that. I don't know about that. Um, anyways, we got to move on. So he says, if we get, if you take me down to LA, I will split 5.1 or $5 million with you. You get 2.5 million. And Malik's like, dude, no, I can't get involved, bud. That's a nice offer, but I, I just can't do it. You seem like I will end up dead. I'm just a lounge singer at best. I don't know karate. Yeah, I've got you, a challenger that is busted up. My car's already fucked up. My whole being alive is about to be fucked up. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I'm going to go back to the bar and try to write uh, what's going on part two. This is also the point where I realize Ray Liotta is not in this movie. <laughs> and I don't know why I thought he was. <laughs> Fight. I was just about, I still want to ask you. I don't know. I just Why like, would you think he would be? Uh, like, it, it was groggy when I saw your text or something. I was like, oh, drive with DeCoscos and Leota. How have I never heard of this? And then I'm like, still no <laughs> Leota. So I start looking up stuff in the commercial break, and I'm like, Ray Leota's not in this movie. What the Where fuck? And then I look at the text, and I'm like, there's nothing about Ray Leota anywhere. Why am I so fixated? I miss him so much. I miss him so much already. <laughs> you, were, you were taken you were on the verge of taking a nap and sort of like that uh that uh dusk dreaming about yeah. ray liotta like bud <laughs> me and ray liotta running through the fields holding hands together yeah. picking daisies <laughs> well, i don't know about any of that hanging out 
Something tells me I'm into something. I good. think you no. Know, if it was like a me and like Ray Liotta dream, it was like we were playing poker and smoking and drinking, and then some guys came and we smashed their faces with cue balls and tube socks. We're like, yeah, we're best friends, me and Ray Liotta. Those guys are gonna die and bleed out. You've never seen Narc. That's a fucking awesome scene. <laughs> oh God. Where do we go from here? <laughs> All right, so it, so he says no. So they go to his ex's house because she's got a vice, I guess, and a saw. And uh, it used to be his house. It used to and, be his house. Yeah, so he starts hacking off the chains. Well, she pulls in, and Dacascus is like, uh, dude, she totally still loves you. Uh, you should hook up with that. And, and the fi- Malik's like, what? I don't know you. I'm taking you to the bus station. And the filmmakers yeah. are like, yeah, the potato sack race is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good for about five minutes. At the bus station, they see some goons. Malik sees some goons. Dacascus sees some goons. He's like, I can't get involved. He drives away. Uh, but Dacascus runs away. And then right as he's getting out of the bus station, Malik pulls back up and says, get in. She's going to love me if I got $2.5 million. You're right. You knew it from the start. Yeah. You can read a person, see that they love each other, and God damn it. Ugh, I wanted to not admit my own feelings. That's the one, baby. I'm going to get her back. With your help. <laughs> Later, his feelings of his wife will be reaffirmed when he meets Brittany Murphy. Right. I, uh, okay. Got questions. Um, so they start to become pals with the help of music as they're driving down the highway, jamming out together. Rush what's, hour. What's the song? It's not war. Huh. What is it? I mean, seriously, just want to remind you guys that this movie is not called Rush Hour. That came out the next year. The fuck? Can we, let's just do it. Can we get it? Is Rush Hour a goddamn ripoff? Yes. But Rush Hour had to be in development for a lot longer than this movie. Why, Sam? Rush Hour's not that good of a movie. You could write that shit in fucking two months. And Brett Ratner has no attention span, so I just can't see him working on something for three years. Yeah. No, he saw this movie and was like, that guy's good at, like, jumping off of objects and using other objects to kick objects into guys and then oh i could envision him jumping through a who, shopping who cart could we get that could jump who around could, like this guy does think where have i seen this before there's a funny okay i need that guy's funny who who can i get that's funny like the this funny guy? black guy a funny black guy uh he's very he's very or oh i don't want to say ur- black uh, he's very urban he's very ur- a very urban man to be a buddy cop adventure uh yeah it's a fucking ripoff of this goddamn movie doesn't mean it sucks i like rush hour it's fine i think rush hour rips off a lot of shit and if you watch any it of brett rip- ratner, brett ratner also, movies they rip off a lot of shit going back Homages. to jimmy wang you like i was like okay oh well let's all back up rush hour is just a ripoff of beverly hills cop right it's all a ripoff of fucking man from hong kong it's all a ripoff of the man from hong kong goddamn yeah. Which is probably yeah. a ripoff of a Western. Yeah, it's probably a Kurosawa movie, huh? Except for Kurosawa never had a movie that takes place in America. No, but... 
the traveling foreigner comes into out of jurisdiction. I think that that's travel, what the uh, traveling samurai. Dog day or, Every the movie's Pinkertons. A, they're yeah, yeah. It's all ripped off. It's all ripped <laughs> off. Let's move yeah. on. It's all been done. Bare naked ladies. Okay, so uh, back in Hong Kong, Mr. Lau unveils his new secret weapon. He's got another robo guy. What's the deal with this robo guy? Why he's more robo guy than we find out later. I'll save it for later. All right. right. He has sunglasses. Uh, Jackie doesn't. Oh, yeah. Right. There you go. This guy, he does the Val Kilmer Doc Holliday quarter thing on his knuckles and then flicks it into another guy's throat and it kills him. (laughs) Yes. He's like, what's that going through your throat? It's a quarter. And it sticks in a post on the other side of his throat. This is a Masai Okado famed martial artist. What's that behind your ear? It's your tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so back in uh, America, the boys' car breaks down and they have to stop. And that's when we get Brittany Murphy involved in this film because she... Deliverance Bodine is running uh, a motel in the middle of nowhere that her parents own and just like they fucked off and left her to run everything and she's a party girl i don't know what she her backstory wants is, to be a party girl because she's like later I'll, i'm not really skipping it but later she's like my ex-boyfriend will help you he's down here it's like 48 miles away like she lives yeah. in the middle of fucking nowhere yeah. so yeah, she watches right. tv and she is ready to see anyone that is not her parents or that television so she's desert folk yes okay well, she does do the splits right outside of his window. It's like, look at my boobs, and now smell my crotch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> She's definitely got some weird tactics going on. Like, hello. Yeah. Well, she's like, please get a room. Please get a room. Please get a room. Please get a room. I'm desert folk. I'm very lonely uh, and also kind of bonkers. And uh, let's party, and I will bang you. Malik. Maybe. Maybe she thinks that that's what she needs. I don't even know if she knows that that's what she wants. She just doesn't know what she's a, she's a dog chasing cars. She wouldn't know what she would do if she got one. Right. Exactly. Oh man. Everything's so understated in this goddamn movie because like a lot of movies would go in a direction with this character and they don't, and you're left wanting more. And that's what you should have. You should be wanting more. You should always be wanting more. Um, She's also like, after you bang me, question mark, because uh, I'm not really sure, as Sam says. Uh, my dad's got a garage, and you can fix up your car there for free. Right over there. How about that? Everything you need. One-stop shopping. Choo-choo. I got some Cheetos here, too. I know you like them, boys. Just got to shake this machine. Just like, just, uh, just trust me, it'll work. <laughs> it usually works when people aren't watching. I can stick my skinny little arms up yeah, there yeah, and so, get some bunions. You have to pull on me if my arm gets stuck. <laughs> <laughs> also a scene I would have liked to see. Dacascas yeah. <laughs> pulling and she's just lateral. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, he goes in there, starts fixing up his car. She comes in, is trying to do the sexy thing, and he's like, God, you're bad shit, but kind of cute at the same time. Uh, I'm not really sure where I'm at right now. Emotionally and uh, mentally, but I'm also about to get killed at any point in time, so I probably should focus on this job. And she's like, well, what about my dad's car over here? It's a hot rod. Yep. 
It's like a 36 Ford three window, I think. Something like that. And then she's like, it's got a 428 Hemi. And I'm like, that's the new one. They didn't have those mm-hmm. then. It'd be a 426. And then she said it's got an injection, but there's a blower on it. So it's obviously carbureted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know. She doesn't know, but she's trying and God bless her. Uh, Team Kid Rock uh, or Vic Rock, they're tracking Wong as we now clearly have defined in their motorhome. They've got a tracker on him and they get to the motel. They're all locked and loaded. They can't kill him because they got to take him back to China. So now they've got these futuristic style taser wands. Uh, You boys shocked and loaded or yeah. Ready to lock and shock or something like that. They're like, they it's look a- like giant dildo bug zappers. Yeah, right, 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 they are. right. Yeah. But <laughs> they also seem to be enough to kill a man three times over, but they're just going to knock him out. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, Wong is passed out because I guess his batteries need to recharge. The drive, the crank drive has got to. Well, he says it has a large him. effect on his metabolism, so he had to eat a bunch of food and then take a nap. Ah, okay. The goons are going room by room, and they uh, they get to Wong's room. They open it up. Brittany Murphy's in there trying to wake him up. She's being bananas. She's, like, singing songs, trying to wake him up and splashing him with the water in the face because she's ready to, like, party, have a good time with people. Or she thinks. So like, awesome. Her eyes are like, is this what humans are like? I don't know. It seems fun. <laughs> I love it. And they they bust in, and he, like, I think he hears something on TV that wakes him up, like a gun, like, there's a TV show on with gun cops busting into a room. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So he starts kicking ass. He's beating the shit out of these guys in a hotel room, throwing her to the side, protecting her ass, beating him up with freaking mattresses and hotel room furniture. My favorite was the lamp that he threw at the door that ricocheted off the door and hit the guy on the other side. And you hear the guy go, oh, shit. Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck. I got a lamp. Really? God, I got taken out by a lamp, guys. Sorry. Man down. Malik is in the garage. He slid under the car to hide for a little bit. And he's sneaking around. But they finally find him. So he's trying to dodge bullets. You know, further sneaking behind tools and stuff when... Uh, he f- stumbles upon a chainsaw. A fucking chainsaw. And arguably one of the best chainsaw sequences in any movie happens I, right here. I, it, it's more than that. It's more than the it's best more chainsaw. Than, because <laughs> it involves a grisly death. It involves a firearm. Uh-huh. The man goes to shoot him, and he cuts his arm off with the chainsaw, which causes him to grip the trigger, and then his arm goes willy-nilly in a spiral, <laughs> and he kills him. He kills a man by shooting that man with his own disembodied arm that's shooting a gun. Uh, <laughs> this is the greatest henchman death of all time. Oh, it's, it's so the greatest good. chainsaw oh, usage this. of all time. It's just like on-screen deaths more ridiculously awesome than this. I can't name one off the top of my head. I mean. Which is worse, getting beat with your own severed arm or getting shot by your own severed arm? Being shot by your own severed arm. It's pretty humiliating. Not being held by somebody. It's just like, my arm came off 
and it shot me to kind death. Kind of killed me. Yeah, I mean, just like centri- centrifugal force and gravity together combined. Thanks a lot, Newton. You killed me. <laughs> I didn't get beat by that man. I got beat by physics. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks. So awesome. Uh, all right, so <clears throat> now there's a taser fight. Like, zing, 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 taser sounds all over the place happening in, in some other location. Uh, oh, but you got to talk about when he gets the knife, he cuts the guy's boots off. Oh, my God. The flips boots. over, steals the guy's boots, and then puts them on his hands to defect the 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 uh, power oh, wand see, thingies. You're underselling it, honey. He stands up with this guy's boots hands on like he's fucking Neo. He emerges from the ground and he shouts up and says, I am the one with army boots on his hands. <laughs> and then does the come get it, boys, with, with boots on with his hands. Boot hands. <laughs> the Matrix doesn't happen for like two more years. I know. <laughs> They're like, ah, come at him. And he starts beating their asses. With boots on his hands. <laughs> like it's a fucking <laughs> martial arts technique that Chuck Norris was like, well, if you want to kick a guy's ass. <laughs> you really want to kick ass. You need four feet. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Where have we gone? I don't know any what's reality anymore. This movie's too awesome. All right, so Malik's about to die. He's got somebody's got to jump on him, and then Deliverance comes in, and she starts shooting up guys, and she's fucking bonkers about it. She's nutty as shit. Can't hit a goddamn thing. She's like, uh, what's his name from uh, Malibu Express? Can't hit moving targets. But a bullet scrapes a gas tank, and it explodes, and he shields her. By doing a dip on accident. And they look into each other's eyes and the Romeo and Juliet suite starts playing. And it's fantastic. And I think this is where you get where they're at both psychologically. Because she makes this look like, huh, is this what humans do? And he's like, <laughs> I need to get my wife back. That's what his face says. It's like, I miss my wife more than ever right this second. You're right, but the but like the fate of the universe is pulling him towards her. Like, like destiny is saying, yeah. no, I'm pretty sure you need to be with uh deliverance boating. And he's who's like, a, who's part of the desert folk. <laughs> he's like, Nope. Hard pass. Ah, yeah. But the mother of my child over there. Yeah. Over, over there. <laughs> where my, where my house is. That I used to live in. All my stuff's actually still there. She's got my comic books, my baseball cards. Mm -hmm. It would be really easy. Uh, I like the couches and my dog, I assume, still lives there as well if he wasn't put down. Pretty much all my shit's still in the garage. Destiny's like, Deliverance Bodie, though. She's named after a movie about butt rape. Yeah. Uh, Hello... Malik, I think, I think, uh, I think you're wrong. I'm just going to say I, I'm destiny and I, you know, choose people's paths and all. I don't know if I'm a good judge of character or not, but, uh, <laughs> been doing it for a while. Uh, deliverance, Bodine. 
Work wheel like a pig. <laughs> Worked yeah, out for Ben and J Lo. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, I think that there's some weird shit that's gonna happen in Deliverance's married life. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, it's just more desert folk stuff, Jackie. It's actually pretty boring. When you get two desert folk people, it kind of like makes it boring, but when you mix it up a little bit and get, you know, somebody from the city. Whatever city Malik's from, I don't know. All right, so Wong gets to the garage. He gets in there. He starts whipping ass, and uh, they get out. All the guys are down. Vic Rock then goes out to the Jeep and pulls out a fucking BFG and blows up the- A big friendly the, giant. Yeah, a, a big friendly giant. That's what yeah, that means. It's a, it's a three-barrel rocket launcher from Halo. Yeah, pretty sure Ukraine could use some of those right now. I don't Instead, know. Maybe they want some that, that actually work. Because I just <laughs> don't think that that thing's going to work right. I think I think every tool, you use the right tool for the job. If you're trying to shoot a guy, a rocket launcher is not real great. But if you're trying to blow a big building up, this thing works awesome, Sam. Yeah, provided you're not far enough away for it to just go squirrely on you. <laughs> yeah, true. Doesn't seem yeah, like he, it has any guidance at all. <laughs> well, no, he's got the little flick down thing that tells you that you might eye. be pointing it sort of in the right direction. <laughs> he's only also- about 80 feet away from the hotel, which is like just outside of the blast radius. And he is able he's able to hit it. Blows up the entire goddamn hotel. Just kaboom. Great miniature explosion. Great miniature explosion. So. fucking. <laughs> Wong sneaks up on him and just punches him in the face. He goes down again. He's like, ah, this guy is so good. Um, They steal this Jeep. And on the way out, Dacosca stops, pulls out another rocket launcher and blows up the fucking motor home. <laughs> Which I said, I even wrote this down. That's going too far. That, that's that man's home. It is his home. Yeah. <laughs> he's eye for eyeing for, for deliverance. And she needs to be doing her own lifting on that. And I feel like she can blow up that motorhome. Yeah, yeah. Deliverance might need that motorhome, actually. I would have been it doesn't matter. It's Everything yeah. is fucking blown up. Yeah, everything's blown up. So they stop at this diner someplace out in the desert. And this waitress is, like, giving Malik the eye, like, hey, baby. While uh, Deliverance is making a phone call, Deliverance gets off the phone call, walks past the, <laughs> the waitress and just smacks her in the head and says, uh-uh, <laughs> destiny has spoken. <laughs> It's hilarious. But Malik's like, uh, you can't go with us. You can't go with us. We're, we'll take care of, you know, I don't have any place else to go. I'm homeless. You blew up my my sweet fucking hot rod. Uh, your car, my hotel, my stuff, everything. I'm coming with you guys. And he's like, mm, you can't. And she's like, okay. I'll stay here Bye. at a diner. And then she's done. No, Deliverance Bodine. Didn't know each other long enough. The next day, you're going to be like, oh, that's a that was enough. <laughs> for Malik, yeah, but for a movie character, she's great. So Kid Rock, Vic Rock, goddammit, reading my notes. He calls Laos, and that's arguably my favorite part of the whole goddamn movie. Laos, uh, after the... the Pong Chao, and... I'm... I'm 
You can see my face. Speak in English. Uh, just one moment, sir. Transfers him to Lao. And Lao's like, oh, hey, you having a bad day? Yeah, I'm having a bad day. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Love it. But he's told that uh, the Turbo Max, the other guy, is inbound. He's on his way. And that you don't have to uh, you don't have to shoot at Wong's legs anymore. You can kill him. I don't know why now. Because I guess they got the the new the new version to work. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now so. now that the new version works, he's pretty expendable. They're in alpha stage now instead of beta. Yeah, they can just blow it up so that nobody else can have it. Right. Okay. So the boys get to this Apollo 14 restaurant, which is, I guess is where Deliverance told them to go so that they could get another car to get to L.A. Yeah, they, they could. Uh, her her ex-boyfriend works there and he'll give okay. them a car. OK. All right. I believe his name is Spam. Spam. Yeah. Spam, the ex-boyfriend. So they go up to the bar and this is an amazing bar, by the way. It's shaped like a fucking rocket. Yeah. Like the launch like, pad, everything. Is Spam here? And they're like, oh, he's back in the coolers. He'll be up soon. Okay. So then they get a beer and they go sit down. And while they're there, this guy, these, these, uh, well, let's just say, hey, guess what? The LA lab guys, the, we're going to pull this shit out of your chest. They're here. They're like, you're a stupid idiot. You've been getting tracked this entire time. Let me uh, scramble that tracker and I'll slip you some cash and then we'll go in the back room and I'll pull that thing out of your chest. Uh, we'll use we'll use some kitchen utensils uh, and then cauterize your wounds with uh, fry grease. You have your old heart, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You still no, have I do that, not. right? No, I, I don't. Oh. It'll be it's, fine. It'll be fine. It's either in a cooler on ice or in another man or just chucked in the sewer. Should I call somebody? No, we got a pig farm out back. What's your blood uh, type? F. <laughs> I think. Oh, I believe you said P for plant pig. type is an F. <laughs> <laughs> Does that sound right? Is that one of them? F. Uh, pretty sure. Okay. So uh, <laughs> we'll just butcher that pig and then make some bacon for the cheeseburgers. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> double dipping use all the parts of the animal guys all right so burns out the tracker but it's too late uh the guys are on their way he uh says oh my god no we have to talk about this it's a karaoke bar as well wong goes up and sings a song to malik about him getting back together with his ex yeah and he's like that's my friend up there he's defining my life right now and also, apparently, DeCosco sings. Yeah, he's pretty good at it. <laughs> Dances, and he's a pretty good dancer, sings. too. Yeah. Man, what the fuck? Just, what, the, what can't this guy do? What can't he do? Get a career? Do? Get and a career in start, Hollywood? Starting to see that, like, every piece of bullshit technology from the 90s is in this scene. There's the VR ring. Mm -hmm. There's the gyroscope puke machine. That they <laughs> right. had, like... Yeah. Well, you just get on there and we spin you around until you barf. I'm like, who the fuck invented this thing? Yeah, it works. If you want to make uh, people barf. They got bull riding at fucking bars, Sam. Electronic bulls, right? People like to do dumb shit when they're drunk. 
the Gravitron. You're just going to break your arm on the bull. You're going to yak on that gyroscope. Oh, you're just going to break your arm. No big deal. A hospital trip. But if you puke on six people, that's too far. You're never going to live that down. (laughs) Shirley's going to be telling that story. Whereas at Thanksgiving, you know, raise your hand if you broke your arm on the mechanical bull. Half the table raises their hand. This is my son, Buck, who broke his arm on the mechanical bull. And this is his brother who puked. He puked on people. (laughs) Just look at George Bush. He didn't get a second term. He barfed on that guy. It's a career killer. It's a career killer. (laughs) I'll never lived up to my father's standards of not puking. (laughs) Every time I go into the bathroom with a stomachache, I think, gee, hope I don't disappoint dad today. (laughs) So as he's singing his song, In Walks Turbo Max. And the record scratches. Everybody's heads churn to look at the front door. And you think, uh-oh, these guys are going to go down. Well, nope. In comes some fucking dirt bikes through the goddamn window. Once yeah. again, this movie has surprised me. They start hot-dogging around, doing wheelies. Shooting everybody. Shooting up the place, just yeah. get stopping. They're like, hey, gyroscope. Yep. Go ahead, Sam. Like, hey, gyroscope guy, you're not going to ruin your career by barfing because you're dead. It's <laughs> just like shooting. was like, I'm still barfing. <laughs> Further disappointing my parents. The LA, the LA lab guys also get shot. They're dead. And so now it's just Wong and Malik against all these other guys. Whereas Turbo Max is still, I'm assuming, at the front door just standing there in his freaking sunglasses and his trench coat like he's gonna open it up and sell some watches to a guy on fifth avenue they he's the the yakuza episode of the simpsons when homer's like the guy in the white suit's just standing there i think he's gonna do something (laughs) marge's like we have to get out here no that white guy the guy in the white suit's gonna do something (laughs) (laughs) so wong handles these bikers it's again a sequence we can't describe there's red suit guys that also fly out of nowhere with machetes so some proper jumpsuit henchmen show up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh now it's just turbo max left which he's kicking wong's ass pretty goddamn hard beating the shit out of wong yeah but then then it all turns around when wong finds a broom yeah Snaps it in half and then almost hits him so hard in the face that it breaks his sunglasses in half. Ooh, almost. Yeah. Doesn't actually hit him. Now I don't look cool. I've only got a trench coat on now. Well, Vic Rock and Bob from Batman come in and they're dealing with Malik and Bob or uh, fucking Vic Rock gets a fucking whip out. And, uh, like, it goes on full-on Kid Rock. Yeah. So now he's back to being Kid Rock. This was bad. I was... This works out... This works itself out nicely. Because at first they're fighting, and I'm like, okay, he can hold his own against these guys, because they've had the shit kicked out of him by DeCascos three times now. They're on empty tanks. A general, an average person can kind of hold their own against them now. But then, yeah, it gets, like, super racist. Yeah, super racist. Super racist. He's not Vic Rock anymore. He's Kid Rock. 
He even says boy when he pulls out the whip. Yeah, not. Mm, 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 mm. You know what? I, oh, man, I got to tell you guys. When we moved here, obviously, there's a lot more black people than there are in Boise here. And I was selling some stuff on Facebook and somebody comes up or to, to buy some stuff from me. And he called me, sir. And I was like, oh, uh-uh. nope, 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 nope. You do not call me, sir. I do not call you boy. Uh-uh. Don't like it. Don't call me sir. I have that in general with like, even when service industry people, regardless yeah, of yeah, their yeah. ethnicity, when they're like, sir, I'm like, I tried to tell this young girl that was working at the gas station the other day that she was like, uh, would you like a receipt, sir? And I was like, I would say sir is my dad's name, but he would say yeah, that it was his dad's yeah, name. Yeah. In Idaho, CCM, it's an age thing when a, when a black person calls you, sir, that's younger than you. Look. Look, I just bleh, don't like it at all. Bleh, just like, no. Oh, no, it's a totally different feeling. I, I know where you're coming from. Have it happen to you. Yeah, it, it's no, it makes you feel gross. Look, see, and I feel now it'd only be people... worse if they called you boss. But uh, and I don't like it when white people call me boss. Chief. Don't call me boss. Chief is fine. It's racist. Chief yeah, is very chief. like, it, well, you're yeah. also marginalizing that person's actual. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There, yeah. Uh, there, we, nope. Yeah, I use the other one there, Chief. Just call each other dude. Like, we're dudes. Because, uh, ah, uh, don't call me sir or boss. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, Turbo and Wong, they both have drawn blood, but uh, Wong's about to win. He's really beating the shit out of uh, Turbo finally. And then Lao, back at Hong Kong, he's got a computer feed that shows. Uh, Turbo's biometrics, and he's like, uh, he's about to die. Juice him up. Like, she's like, well, on what level is he, sir? Sir, uh, he's like, don't call me sir, because it's racist, and it makes me feel icky inside. And uh, but go ahead and juice him all the way up and kill that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, but why isn't the technology working? Well, this guy's just got more biometrics in him. The other guy actually uh-huh. knows like ten different martial arts. Right. <laughs> And then the tables churn, and that goes on for a while, and Wong's getting the shit kicked out of him. This is the best thing that I think happens in the movie, because I'm still trying to wrap my head around the decision by the filmmakers to actually do the most awesome thing that they could do right here. He rips his suit off, and he has the same exact suit on underneath it. That's it. I'm taking (laughs) the trench coat off. I've got a smaller trench coat on underneath. It's, just, it's not even small. He's got the exact same thing on underneath. And you're like, um, thank you. But how? Now I've had it. I'm taking the tie off where underneath I've got another tie. It's like, wow. Allow me to slip into something more comfortable. The exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's total. It's a total naked gun joke. <laughs> ah, that's better. <laughs> now I'm in a three-piece suit. <laughs> Time to die. <laughs> uh, so they're fighting. He's, he's Wong's getting his ass kicked. He's got him by the throat. He's about to fucking kill him. Meanwhile... Malik has totally actually, uh, he was about to die, but he grabbed a gun that slid out under the table. Fucking pistol whips uh, Kid Rock in the face three times. That guy is dead. He 
they my note is racism receives its just desserts. Yeah, he's dead. You can't get hit in the face with a pistol three times. You can't. You're dead. At least he's concussed to the point where he's not getting up for a while. And when he does, he's not going to remember fucking shit. He gets hit in the temple three times. He's not. He is dead. He's dead as shit, man. But anyways, uh, so that's over. Uh, Wong, meanwhile, is getting choked out. Except for Turbo has a system overload because they juiced him too hard. And so he's all jammed up. He's like, uh, uh. And so Wong, instead of just kicking him through a wall or stabbing him or ripping his throat out, goes and grabs one of the dirt bikes and runs his ass over. Runs him through the wall. (laughs) I think it's good measures. I think he's taking good measures on that. (laughs) Okay. So they high five. All right. Did you kill your bad guy? Yeah, I got him. He was total dick, man. I mean, like, he had some redeeming qualities there for a minute. Like, he was pretty funny. But then he went all racist with the whip and everything. And I was like, dude, not cool, bro. Yeah. So I hit him in the head with the pistol three times. He's dead. Like, I fractured his fucking skull. But Brains how can out. you not mention the mass explosion at the end? Well, everybody, I'm not, well, I haven't we're not got there, there yet. Jesus Christ. And so he turns to Wong and he's like, did you kill your bad guy? He's like, yeah, he, he got all weird for a second. I don't know. He was like, he was having a fucking seizure. And so I fucking got a dirt bike and I fucking smashed him against a wall. And they high five and then churn around and fucking Kid Rock's not goddamn dead. He's got a fucking terrorist bomb strapped to his chest with double triggers. And he's like, hey, boys, I got double triggers. And they're like, uh, we got fingers. They're like, <laughs> one, two, three, four. We both declare a thumb war. <laughs> And they thumb over the top of it, and he can't smash their thumbs because he's too beat up. And there's a long standoff, so they just knock him over, and then they do not stand far enough away. They do not. But the fifth best part of the movie that could also be the best part of the movie, Dacascus looks at him, says, time to blow. And fucking Kadeem Harrison goes, time to blow? Ugh. <laughs> and he's like, what? I, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Who are you? The fucking guys from Steger Madness with your one-liner? Yeah. That one's terrible. <laughs> and then they blow him up and walk away. <laughs> they don't because the, they, they look at each other like, this explosion is too big. And I think they hide because all the windows give like, this is a big explosion and they're still in that building. Blows and then up they're the just whole in the parking building, lot. Sam. I, I guess they were blown to safety. Yeah, through the front door, onto their feet, and they're like, all right, don't look at the explosion as we're walking away. And it fucking blows up the whole goddamn Apollo 14. But the best part about the whole explosion was that the rocket looks like it's going to take off, and it starts to rise, and then it just clunks over, and you're like, oh, damn it. Because I was thinking, I hope that fucking rocket takes off. Yeah. It's going to be so awesome. Like, there was a gas thing underneath it or something. And it starts to lift. And my hopes are like, yes, here it comes. And then it just clunk. Oh, my God. Uh, God. This movie subverts. And that's about how the movie was. It was like everything you thought was going to happen. Expectations. Yeah. It just, it goes in a totally different direction. And you're like, well, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Oh, man. Genius. And then they just fucking walk away. But they talk about stealing the four yeah, Taurus. Yeah, steal a four Taurus. Get something better. All those people are dead. It's not like the, somebody's going to go out and claim a report right away. Steal something with some class. 
Nobody's going to pull you over in a Taurus and you just did about, you know, $80 million of property damage and right. murdered like 40 guys. Yep. Yep. In a country where you don't have citizenship. Yeah, true, true. And you may not even be a real person anymore. I don't know if you have citizenship anywhere because you're more machine now than man. What define man, Rambo? Isn't that Rambo too? <laughs> what mean expendable, Rambo? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I get it. Ah, <laughs> uh, hang me. <laughs> That's what happens in Rambo too. <laughs> Rambo 2 as written by Bob Ross that's what happens in the movie he, she's like what man expendable Rambo and he says something completely unintelligible she stares at him blankly and is like okay and then they bang <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay, all right. Who wants to go first on questions? Jackie. Where did Spam go? Spam! He, ne- he never he died in up. the cooler during the explosion. <laughs> and four quarts of ice dirt? cream go through what his spine. <laughs> Ow! Okay, go see my ex-boyfriend. He works at this fucking weird restaurant. It's called the Paul 14. You can't miss it. It's on the side of take the exit 38. You'll know you when you get there. And it's a dirt road, but you'll see, you know, like... Fucking Dalton works there, right? He's the bouncer. It's that type of place. Uh, <laughs> hey, can we see Spam? He's in the cooler. But they're out there having drinks and what the singing karaoke and shit, right? And But Spam never comes back out of that cooler. I don't care about... Spam died, Jackie. He is dead under rubble. What the fuck was spam to begin with? You go in, like, say everything works out. You go in, you talk to the bar like he's the fucking flip a quarter to him. Uh, like, he's most icely cantina. He says, you can't bring your robots in here. Well, can we, well, can we see spam? We're trying to get a ship out of Moss Eisley. Well, you better get a fucking pilot. Uh, is that what happens? He's like, is spam Han Solo when he was in the fucking cooler, which is another, re- like, uh, uh, euphemism for fucking either taking a shit or sp- uh, smoking a huge spliff? Is spam Han Solo? Like, what is the best case? Here's your fucking 73 fucking Camaro. No, I think that but, Spam came out of the cooler in between scenes. They're like, hey, I'm Spam. I was told to see you guys. And they're like, Oh, we already got some stuffy suits with nice cars. You can fuck off now. Because by that time, the the suits from the BioCorp LA company are already there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They don't need the yeah, ride. They anymore. probably got a. They probably got a pretty nice ride. What's the okay? Then what's the cool? What's Spam doing in the cooler? Like the entire and, time. You guys are missing my point. This seems to be a, fa- a fairly frequent thing with this with these desert folk people. Uh, Deliverance is like, well, every time somebody comes in, I send them down to spam because, you know, yes, we were high school sweethearts and you know, we went to prom together and everything. But now I'm free because, you know, I am out here and he's over there. Uh, but I still send him people that need help because he's a nice guy and I guess he can get cars. What? I need to know more about Spam. He's uh, not what happened to Spam? The cooler is code for he's out back selling drugs. Okay. All right. And cars? Like is He'll he... give you a ride. Take oh, that car. He's the, he's also, the, 
You need to drop it off here when yeah. you're done. Yeah. yeah. Right. If you don't, okay. there's going to be problems. Because the trunk uh, is full of drugs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. I get spam now. Uh, but yeah, he died in the explosion, Jackie. Yeah, he died in the uh, explosion. Yeah. I like the visual uh, that I have in my mind now of him getting despined by a pint of ice cream. <laughs> Sam mentioned, like, ah, shit. Despined like the predator? Like a... Yeah, like it just blows out and it just hits him in the back and then it just like, pokes yeah, him out the, on the other in side. Yeah, and the heat from the explosion causes the ice cream to vaporize immediately and his spine flies out. <laughs> and he's like, Whoa. damn it, I got physics too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we got we to gotta finish this off with the big one that I have. What about deliverance, the money, a ride home, the uh, Chinese government, and lose backup prototypes? What the hell happens? Drive two that we're still waiting on. I figure, like, right after they get done with the pal around at the edge of the parking lot, FBI helicopters are landing. <laughs> well, I would hope so. But, like, there's so much... They just left Deliverance in the diner. Does she walk home? Does she have a home to go to? Uh, they don't have. They don't get any money. All that money burned up in the fucking explosion. Uh, they steal a car, I guess, is the only way they can get home. The Chinese government is out like fifty billion dollars in fucking R and D. We're oh, still no. trying to build a That's goddamn no, super soldier. Right? Chinese government didn't build it. They were just commandeering it when they took Hong Kong. Oh, they still subsidized that. Maybe Shit, I, don't Somebody, I don't know. That money and had they to come. Got, Somebody's they had pissed. money from the other lab company because he put it in his coat and he had his coat yeah. on when he left. So they okay. have a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, that's not very much money. They're not very far from Mexico. Yeah. They can they can coast for a couple of years on that cash in Mexico. Uh, you know what the answer it is to all my questions that you guys screwed up. Okay, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. The this movie. It, like we sometimes we watch a movie and we're like, fuck, what the fuck are we going to talk about at the end? Like, it just kind of wraps itself up. And then other times, like you're stuck with so many head scratchers that need to be defined to understand the movie. This one even sprinkles in. It's there's this little tiny scene of Lou going and saying, don't worry about it. I've got all these guys and he's got fucking super soldiers in tubes implying that there is more to come and again subverting expectations no there's not more to come you fucking dipshits this movie is it everything you goddamn fucking need is right here you don't need any more bam mm -hmm. who cares about my fucking question is my question <laughs> who cares who cares pass <laughs> sam no, no questions. No questions. Good for you, man. You did it right. Let's do it. Final recommendations. I'm starting with Jackie. Do that's when you guys are supposed to do your dues in Barbershop Quartet. Do do. Sam and I are on the same key. That doesn't work. Do do. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, do it now. Do it now. 
Justin, I believe you ordered this on Blu-ray directly oh, after so we finished watching. It's 30 bucks on freaking Blu-ray right now because it's out of print, which is actually probably a pretty good deal because, because it's out of print. Because it's just going to get more and more it's until it's $300 like the HB Halicki thing. And it's a collector's edition, which means there's a bunch of bullshit on the like interviews. This is a special you fucking treasure, guys. You need to just do guys. it. <laughs> I don't this usually tell you to buy... Thirty dollar yeah. movies, but I'm telling you, spend the thirty bucks. It this movie is one that we want our son to see when he gets older, that he's yeah. going to be able to appreciate. Yeah. And I would watch this one again, like right after we got finished like recording now? this, like right yeah, now. Right, right I would go now. out and watch it again. I will order pizza so I don't have to cook, so I can watch this movie again. We haven't had a film like this in a long time, guys. Like. I this has been on my radar for so freaking long, and I, I it I knew the idea of what it was that it was Dukaskis and Kadeem Harrison, but at the same time, I I had no idea what it was. How is this not one of the biggest things of all time? The cult following behind this because it's not crap. It is not a bad movie. This thing is fucking beautiful. Like, if you're trying to come up with a movie to, again, subvert expectations, you're going to fail next to this. This is a ma- this is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, this is one that when you already know what you're getting on that section of the shelf that mm-hmm. is direct to video, when you pull this one off, you, you look at the other ones and you're like, well, why can't you ones be like this one? If this one was here... What's wrong with the rest of you? Damn it. Yeah. Um I've got uh I've got something from the AV club because in our today's modern society, uh n- there's nothing but love for this fucking thing. Um but in 2002, this is the goddamn AV club. Now obviously Roger Ebert didn't write a review for a director video movie, but the AV club says apart from the enduring uh I should mention uh the source, uh Nathan Robin Apart from the enduring influence of Quentin Tarantino, no trend has affected today's low-budget action films quite as profoundly as the massive influx of Hong Kong filmmakers into the U.S. in the mid and late 90s. But while the trend has resulted in the odd action film that can actually stack up against Hong Kong's, like John Woo's excellent face-off, excellent face-off, excellent Hong Kong's influence has all too often really resulted in such pathetic hybrids as Warrior Virtue and Maximum Risk. Steve Wang's drive represents yet another unsuccessful attempt to integrate over-the-top Hong Kong violence into a standard American action film. Drive stars low-rent action hero Mark Dacascus. After seeing this, you call Mark Dacascus low-rent action star? Kiss my goddamn ass! Also, it was made by a guy from Taiwan and another guy from Japan. Yeah. Not Hong Kong! Kiss, Kiss my goddamn ass! As an Asian martial arts artist who attempts to sell a valuable computer chip to a Los Angeles company. Did you even watch the fucking movie? A computer not- chip? Oh, God damn it. I'm a martial artist who happens to have a briefcase filled with computer chip. That's not what happened in this movie. A malevolent Chinese company, however, sends a squad of goons to retrieve the chip from Dacascas, who then kidnaps a wise crash cracking black man, Kadeem Hardison, allowing buddy movie tomfoolery ensue. Dacascas 
is a martial arts champion in real life, and he fights with an appealing mixture of balli ballistic grace and visceral force. That's very accurate. Similarly, the fight scenes are beautifully choreographed and edited with clarity and precision. As an actor, however, Dacascus is barely on par with such direct-to-video hacks as Don the Dragon Wilson and Oliver Gruner. And I... go ahead, Sam. He shouldn't be talking shit about those guys either. But <laughs> stacked to what no, Dacascus did in yeah, this movie. No. He's not, singing and dancing and he's being singing charming and dancing. Name one thing that's charming about Don the Dragon Wilson. Charm is not one it's of the words not, I would use to describe have him. That Oliver Gruner Jesus. killed people. Like yeah, right. <laughs> charming he is not. As and as ho his hostage turned ally, Hardison makes an un awfully bland sidekick. What? Also failing to much make much of an impression is Clueless star Brittany Murphy, who shows up halfway through drive as the spaced-out proprietor of a ha roadside hotel. She fails to provide much-needed comic relief through a running gag involving her unlikely attraction to Barfly Hardison. She's sending out fucking Nick Cage and goddamn fucking... Meryl Streep levels of scenery chewing and you're calling her fails to make an impression? You you have nothing but to take an impression away from Brittany Murphy in this movie. Whether it's good or bad, it is impression full. Oh, yeah. Fuck off, AV Club. Forever. This movie needs to be put on a cult pedestal. This is a classic. An undiscovered classic. All right. Well, that's your episode this week, guys. Uh, next week is Sam's pick. Do you have something lined up, dude? If I can find that No Escape 1994 with Ray Liotta and Lance Henriksen still exists anywhere, we might watch it. But right uh, now, the internet doesn't know that it exists <laughs> other than a couple of places. Okay. Well, it'll be an exciting week next week. Uh, hopefully nobody else dies that's been on Sticker Madness. Uh, if you have been on Sticker Madness as an actor, eat your peas and get to the chopper. Bye.